In today's episode, we continue our spring cleaning of the heart and mind series by digging into the topic of shame. It's a tough topic to tackle, but a problem that overwhelms so many of our hearts and minds, causing us to believe the lie that we're not enough. We talk about where shame comes from, what it feels like, what it hurts and steals, and how to begin to heal. Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and to be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and now let's head to the hill. Hey, welcome to Girl on a Hill. And I have to just warn you right right now, today is going to be tough. Yeah, I'm struggling just to start. Yeah, this is a really tough one. Um, you know, Crystal and I were talking beforehand, and she you said, you know, like, gosh, I struggle with both our topics today. I'm like, yeah. well, you're human. So, <laughs> so goodness. are you. So you probably deal with this too. But for a long time, so today we're talking about shame. Ooh, shame. Yay, hitting Yay. me right there. This was one for a really long time, though, that I thought, well, I don't struggle with that. Mm. That's not because mm-hmm. I misunderstood what it is. And I feel like God was like, well, that's cute that you think that. <laughs> but here, let me help you see this. Yeah, and that was in me you. in a different topic when we were reading a book together. Mm. Yeah, it was fear. I was like, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, wait. Like, oh, I wait, misunderstood yeah. all of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, actually, I have a really big problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think once you learn to understand what shame is, mm-hmm. you see, oh, I am in a shame storm quite often, yeah. and this is holding me back. I've been thinking about it all week, knowing this is our topic, and I just keep, like, things mm-hmm. just keep coming up, and I'm like, I, You feel it. Like, I keep, yes. Yeah. It's it's a big one, and it's time to let it go. Yeah, I'm waiting for these definitions. One of these definitions will, like, bring me some hope. That's my Aww. that's my goal of the day. You're going to sucker punch me first. <laughs> <laughs> But then there's going to be some hope. Hit you in the face with hope. <laughs> so we always laugh about it at our house, but Harrison, my 11-year-old, always the other day, it's his thing where he just, if you do something he doesn't like, in his voice, he goes, shame <laughs> at you. And we were joking the other day, but we're like, buddy, do you even know what shame means? Uh-huh. And he went, you are bad. Oh. And I thought, that's a good Ooh. transition into my definitions because yeah. it's a lot about that belief system. It is. Yeah, way to go, Harrison. It really is. I mean, yes, we've had a talk that maybe it's not the best thing to say to people, but okay, here's well, my no, definitions. Whew, these are rough. Uh, the painful feeling arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous, etc., done by oneself or another. Mm-hmm. And what I like about the state, that's the standard dictionary definition. Right. But what I like about that one is one, the word painful mm-hmm. because shame is felt in your body. Mm-hmm. It's not just mental. No. Like I have a physical response. Yeah. And it hurts. And two, yeah, just that your body and brain work together to make you feel badly about yourself. Yeah. It's essentially. Way to go, body and brain. Yeah. Like I'm so glad you have teamwork on this. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Teamwork some better stuff together, man. Yeah. What do you, so before we get mm-hmm. into my other definitions, what do you notice physically when you're feeling shame? Definitely, probably like I feel it in my stomach the most. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's just one of those like oh, like a pit or knots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like a tightness or like a almost like a burning in my chest. Mm. Like it feels hot. Mm-hmm. And one thing I notice is when I feel shame, it's almost like I want to curl into myself. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that made me think, like, that's almost like a hiding behavior. Uh-huh. Fetal position. It. Yes. Like, your body is like, you need to hide because uh-huh. you, what you did was so dumb. If you were a turtle, you could just, like. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Go back in. Tuck in your shell. Into the shell. Oh, that is. Then you don't know if I'm home or not. Yeah. hmm Wow. This is tough. Okay, but I think it actually goes deeper than that. Yeah, Definition. I know. I know it does. It goes a lot deeper. Even though that's that's enough just even to think about, okay, my body and my brain are working together to make me feel poorly about myself. Uh-huh. Break that. Okay. But shame. Like so many of the other issues we've brought up mm-hmm. on the pod before this one is all about the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And for many, it's the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing we are flawed mm-hmm. and therefore unworthy mm-hmm. of love and belonging. Yeah. And that's kind of it right there. That's that's Brene Brown's definition, and she's a shame mm-hmm. researcher. But that unworthy of love and belonging piece is really rough to encounter mm-hmm. and admit. Well, as I was thinking about this fantastic topic all week, because it just kept coming up in mm-hmm. my brain, I mean, like, obviously we've done things that we're ashamed of, but some of the things that I maybe have felt shame mm-hmm. aren't even things that I have done. Yeah. And I'm not even, not even like necessarily things that people have said, you know, like, oh, well, you should be ashamed of that. There's a song yeah. out there. And because uh, that is, there is a piece of that self-talk. But I mean, I can think of things that if I said them out loud, People would be like, well, why would you be ashamed of that? Yeah. But you are. Yeah. You know? It's rough. And I think that's that right there is why I got tripped up for so long and thought I didn't have a problem. Because I thought, mm-hmm. well, I don't have any, like, giant things mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed of. Like, I've been a right. pretty good kid and, like, I right. haven't done anything major. So I don't right. have anything to be ashamed about. So I mm-hmm. must not deal with shame. But mm-hmm. no, it comes up. Oh, yeah. In so many other ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have an example, but I figure you're going to have something else that it's going to pop up with. Oh, probably. I have lots of notes. <laughs> we'll see. If not, interrupt me whenever. No. So I think shame, but like I said, it's about the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. And mm-hmm. we all have such awful mental mm-hmm. soundtracks. We've talked about that a lot. But here's the thing is it destru- it destructs. Well, it is destructive. Yes, but it, it is. But it distorts God's story mm-hmm. and replaces it with our own destructive narrative. Mm-hmm. A researcher online said shame is among the most corrosive of human emotions mm-hmm. with the power to convince us that the little voice in our head is right after all. The one that says, I knew you'd fail. You'll never really belong. And who would ever love you? And for me and far too many women, it's the voice that says, you're not enough. I knew it. Yep. And I you never it. will be. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, I don't know how many times I've said I'm not enough this, this week. Yeah. Today. Uh, had a friend, I think it was last night or the night before, not even talking about a subject. And she's like, only only say things to yourself that you would tell to another person. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't think anything in the conversation had led up to that. Yeah. 
but we've had this discussion Mm -hmm. before. Yeah. So I'm definitely on the board of you're not good enough. Oh, I think that's the universal struggle for women. Mm -hmm. And I wish it Mm -hmm. wasn't. Yeah. But we all seem to think it. Mm -hmm. And it's a lie that we've bought into and it's causing all of us distress. Why do we buy into this? I don't know. I think we interpret other people's actions and feelings and thoughts into being all about us. and Because, mm-hmm. like, really, where does it come from? Obviously, at some point in our life, we haven't been good enough. We didn't. We failed somewhere. Yeah. I mean, we're human, like you said earlier. <laughs> this is, yeah. That's real. But I think we have this belief that we have to earn our worthiness. I agree. And that's what it is. Well, because I've messed up or because this person mm-hmm. doesn't like me or because I've had this shortcoming, mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. Like that we have to be perfect mm-hmm. to be worthy. And perfect's not a thing, though, so we'll always Mm-mm. be in the trap and running on the wheel mm-hmm. to reach the destination in front of us when we're on the hamster wheel. Right. Oh, it's garbage. We have to stop. Yeah, we do. So before we dig into this more, which there's a lot more. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. But what it's about, I also just want to briefly cover guilt versus shame because I think they're often confused and used synonymously. Okay. And they're different. So researchers have described shame as a feeling that is deeply associated with a person's sense of self apart from any interactions with others. Mm -hmm. Guilt, on the other hand, emerges as a result of something I have done that negatively affects Somebody else. Okay. So guilt is something I feel because I've done something bad. Okay. Shame is something I feel because I am bad. Wow. Okay. So guilt can be good. Like if if yeah. if a child punches somebody, like you want them to feel guilty about mm-hmm. that because they have hurt someone, recognize your wrong action. Mm-hmm. But shame says because you did that, you are bad. Mm-hmm. You are a bad person. So other people, but... So because we can feel shame apart from anybody or apart from anything we've ever done, mm-hmm. other people always activate our shame response. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. There's usually a first mover, mm-hmm. I think. Like there's someone or something that happened and now we're in this rut. Or someone did something. To, this is a lot of unresolved pain and all that stuff that puts Yay. you on the wheel uh-huh. and you're choosing to stay there. But in order to feel guilt, there has to be some degree of empathy. You have to care that your actions hurt somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you'll typically want to admit the wrong and seek resolution and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But shame separates you from other people. Mm. Shame is all about yourself. Shame is an isolator. That's a really good point. I appreciate you bringing up those definitions. Yeah. It's heavy. Just to separate it because, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot to weigh yeah. in your brain. So where does shame come from? Ooh, let's hear it. So I think, like we said, shame is the belief that I am bad. I am unworthy. Mm-hmm. I am not enough. Mm-hmm. And whatever the soundtrack underneath your shame is, at its core, there's usually something hidden beneath we're really good at like the carefully crafted right, like mask right. and veneer, and uh-huh. we're so good at that. Faking we don't it. even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like we're we just have these walls and these masks, and we always laugh. My kids and I always like because like every commercial is like a drug commercial, mm-hmm. you know. But there's one about like I don't have to hide behind my mask, and we're like, uh-huh. 
but we all have one, whether we're on this drug or not. Like yeah. we all pretend like we're fine. Yeah. But usually there's something behind this mask or veneer or act we mm-hmm. have going on mm-hmm. that I don't want you to know about. Yeah. And I used to think it just meant big sins. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's things like, I don't want anybody to know I don't have it all together. Oh, yeah. I don't want anyone to know that I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to know that I don't, I, I know I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. It's all those little things. And I think what we have to do is figure out where our brand of shame, what it's connected to. And what do the situations that trigger that shame response have in common? Uh-huh. And those are the big questions. Yeah. Way to go, shame. Mm-hmm. I think my shame is rooted in approval. Mm. Is where I think it is because I notice a lot of my shame triggers come from other people's either actions or my mm-hmm. beliefs about their actions, whether I'm assuming them mm-hmm. or not. We've talked about that worries mm-hmm. that may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. And that, that triggers my shame response because I think, oh, well, I'm not enough for you. So mm-hmm. I'm a bad person. Curl in on myself. Stop trying. Yeah. So you out there need to figure out what is yours. Stop and think the next time you feel shame, you feel the shame storm, you feel the burning, the tightness, the pit, and want to curl into yourself or you want to hide and isolate. What is it about that moment that's triggering it? Right. And get curious about it. Well, it's hard is because we don't want to. Oh, no. We want to just curl up. Mm-hmm. Here's Netflix. Whatever well, your not deal with it. Whatever your choices of dealing with uh, it. Exactly. Mine Feel is, your feelings. What? No, I no. would rather lay on the couch and watch TV with a snack. Yeah, let's stuff them. Yeah. Until they erupt all over people. Really good at that. Because that works out for me. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's, we are poor copers. Mm-hmm. We are poor, poor copers. There are a few really common threads that weave throughout people struggling with shame, a.k.a. all people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have abandonment issues mm-hmm. tied to shame. And, and mm-hmm. this doesn't mean that you've been left. Mm-hmm. It, it can be. But it can also, the fear that people will leave you if they knew. Yeah. Like, if you knew... X, Y, Z, you would leave. If I were my true self around you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't like me. Or you left, so it must be true that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. So I think that is tied to a lot of people's shame. Either you've been left or you're afraid to be who you actually are, mm-hmm. which is counter to everything we're doing on this podcast. We want you to right. stop hiding, start shining, be the woman you were created to be. Right. But so many of us are so afraid. Mm-hmm. I hear women that women that feel they need to make their personality smaller mm-hmm. or they need to make their personality bigger. Or maybe you're an introvert like me who's been told you have a character flaw. Mm-hmm. And so if I, were, if I were my real self, they wouldn't like me. I had a conversation this week with mm-hmm. somebody and very, they were very upset that they were too much. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And... I hear that from a lot of women. People want women to be quiet and demure. Yeah. But if you're loud and outgoing and fun, like, be you. Yeah. I don't even think this person was that. I think it was just like in the workplace, Mm. you know? Yeah. That, and I've experienced that where they want you to be able to do these things. Right. 
but to just do those things independently then without like, any help or any like, yeah well that's too much you yeah. know so that's be everything to everyone yeah and not be upset when you can't be mhm yeah yeah, I'm I'm going to guess that in our society those those issues definitely run deep that have been so covered up mm-hmm. with other things. Oh yeah. Cuz nobody wants to admit that yeah, I'm actually afraid if if this happened. Yeah. And we're all so broken yeah. and so we're trying to interact and and please all of these people who are also broken and have their mm-hmm. own issues and it's so tricky to navigate. Mhm. And shame is really a double-edged sword on this issue because it anticipates abandonment mm-hmm. while simultaneously initiating movement away. Yeah. Cause I'm going to leave before you leave me. Yeah. And that really flows into my next piece. I as can't we, wait. I, when we experience shame, uh-huh. we tend to turn away from others Yeah, because the prospect of being seen or known by someone else, Mm -hmm. carries the anticipation of shame being intensified or reactivated. Shame basically equals fear of being seen and known. But when we're hiding and hiding behind the wall and isolating, we reinforce the shame we're working to hide. It just is a cycle. It's a cycle. It just keeps on going. And it's hard because I think we are desperately afraid of being seen and known who we really are. But to experience love and belonging, which is a basic human need, Mm -hmm. you have to be seen and known. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think that's something we also desperately want. Like, just someone see me, see my pain. But then do we actually want you to know that I'm in pain? No. No. We're enigmas. Yeah. And I admit both things. Yes, I want someone to see and know me and see that I'm struggling and see that I'm overwhelmed. But then I don't want you to know that I'm overwhelmed. I want you to think that I'm perfect and capable. And I want both things But overwhelm doesn't, and it's so hard because overwhelm doesn't mean that you're not capable. Well, but that's logically, <laughs> fair. That is fair. Yes, in my messed up soundtrack, it doesn't. Yes, you're right. It's hard. How can I hold these two beliefs at the same time? Uh-huh. They, oh, we they do though. Yeah. I gotta tell I, you, I love podcasting with Crystal because I always have deep aha moments. Like this is ooh, yeah. It's so tough. It is. It is so tough. On. Life is tough. And then we have learned how to cope in these ways that we've maybe thought were healthy. So not. (laughs) They're not. And. Why do you think it is we fear being seen and known for who we really are, flaws and all? I think because at some point somebody has not liked part of that. Yeah. Good or bad. You know, and I can think of um, school was a safe haven for me. Mm-hmm. So I loved going to school. I did well in school. Mm-hmm. But clearly at some point, somebody was like, said something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who or right. what they had ever said. So I would be done with my test long before other people would. Yeah. And I would never get up and turn it in first. I'd never even turn it in second. I would sit there. And pretend to continue working because at some point I felt ashamed that I had done first, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, but I love that you're saying this because one, 
so many of our issues go back to when we were young mm-hmm. and we need to unearth them yeah, and figure out, okay, what is the belief that surrounds that, that I need to make myself look less smart to fit in? Yeah. Is essentially what that is. Right. But too, like, yeah, so the, these go back far. And, oh, yeah, this is hard. It is hard. It's really hard. I just don't understand why we fear being seen and known when people are always going to disapprove. It's, always. It's, it's overcoming the negativity bias. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about, we focus on the, the one or two people that don't like us when mm-hmm. we have the 50 that do. Mm-hmm. But we're so concerned about the one. This is so much. That we don't even really want to associate with. Right. Like they're, <laughs> you're making me feel crummy anyway. Yeah. It's hard. And because of these particular things, shame is the perfect vehicle for the enemy's two biggest tactics. And whether you have our faith or not, I think mm-hmm. these two things will hurt anybody, is ideas and isolation. Isolation is the worst, and that's something we've discussed over the last few years. And It's what we want to do. Yeah, we do. That feeling in the middle of mom's stomach, mm-hmm. yep, curl up. And that means on my couch mm-hmm. with my cat under a blanket and not let anybody in. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Any negative emotion. If I'm angry, I'm, mm-hmm. I want to isolate. If I'm sad, mm-hmm. I want to isolate. Embarrassed, isolate. Mm-hmm. Frustrated, isolate. When in those moments, don't you need connection the most? Mm-hmm. Or somebody to say, hey, maybe what you're thinking isn't true. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a while to like, I don't know. If, I don't think the word brave is it. But to finally say something to somebody, mm-hmm. and then it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, how many how many times have I done that just with you? Yeah. <laughs> Be like, so yeah, feeling this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and but I know you hesitate with your phone. Yeah. Like, should I send this? Should I send this? And it's like one of your closest friends. And like, but like, I don't want to, I don't want you to have to carry this burden that, oh, that I'm feeling this way or ridiculous. I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Well, case in point. Having an extraordinarily difficult day for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Didn't send the text. Yep. Didn't send the text because Jolene was happy about her baby. <laughs> I talked myself like, no, they're having a good day. I'm not going to wreck it with my drama. Uh huh. When it's not, I mean, I don't think of it that way when it, either of it, you are struggling. On the flip side, yeah, it doesn't wreck it. You know, it just makes me be like, okay, what can I do to help yeah. this for you? I can't. I can't solve it. Yeah. You know, like that's something that you got to feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. You've got to do that. Rarely is it something that I can actually do. But shame thrives in the dark. Oh, yes, it does. And if you don't say anything and if you keep it to yourself, your brain is just going to keep churning mm-hmm. those thoughts. And it creates outrageous stories. Yeah. yeah. When I am isolated, it's when I make up those stories in my head and I keep telling them to myself and then they get cemented in my brain and they become ruts. And then mm-hmm. I look for confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. See, nobody likes me. See, it's true. Look at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are so complex. We and are so hurt. good at continuing to hurt ourselves. Oh, that is the perfect topic because my next heading is how shame hurts us. Oh, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Okay. We are only as sick as the secrets we keep, and shame is committed to keeping us sick. Mm-hmm. Lies thrive in the dark. Mm-hmm. Sin thrives in the dark. Mm-hmm. Addiction thrives mm-hmm. in the dark. Wrong thinking thrives in the dark. Mm-hmm. And shame says, stay in the dark. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody. They won't like you. Don't tell anybody. They'll know they you're won't not understand. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shame says, don't contribute. Don't say that. Uh Don't tell the truth. Don't admit that out loud. Pretend. Fake it. Yeah. I don't like you, shame. Yeah. And I want you to go away. I know. Please get out of my (laughs) my cupboard. Like, it's time to spring clean you. Um, Another way that shame hurts us is it can keep us from asking for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because admitting our responsibility causes us to fear that when we admit our guilt, we will be abandoned. Mm -hmm. So we don't own up. And we blame shift. And we've been doing this since the garden mm-hmm. where they didn't own up oh, no. and blamed it on everybody else because mm-hmm. you didn't want to admit. Well, the woman it, made me do it. Yeah. The, oh, serpent, the serpent made, made me, me do, do it. it. When, because they thought, oh, well, if I say it out loud, God will leave me. Well, he already knew. I didn't want you to see me that I wasn't yeah. clothed. Uh, and yeah. we still do it. Oh, yeah. So I can't say that I'm sorry because that will mean I'm admitting out loud that I made a mistake. And if I admit it out loud, then you uh, might leave me. I'm not perfect, and then I'm not good enough. Yeah. And we cycle it. Mm-hmm. Shame. So, okay, first of all, so shame is keeping us in the dark. Mm-hmm. And it's keeping us, I want to just circle back to the secrets we keep. Mm-hmm. Because somebody out there listening actually might be hiding something that is actually truly hurting them or hurting mm-hmm. their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you are battling some kind of addiction. That doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. It can be oh, something yeah. else really harmful. Or maybe there's, you know, you've started to Facebook message with your high school boyfriend and you're married. Maybe there's something like that yeah. and keeping that in is only going to cause you to self-destruct. It only gets worse. Reach out and tell somebody. Don't tell everybody. I mean, don't post no. it on Facebook, but tell somebody. Right. If you need somebody to tell, tell us. Yeah. But it just, but it just tells you like you're in too deep. You can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything you're struggling with. You know, one of my shameful things is, and it's going to sound silly saying it out loud, because <laughs> a lot of times they do. I don't feel good enough because I don't have a family. Oh, you know, Crystal. And you know that's not true. I do know it's not true, but I cycle it. Yeah. You are so brave right now. She is so brave, you guys. I cycle it because... And you're not alone in that And I, and I know, and I've had the thinking. conversations with people, but, you know, it's like, well, children are a blessing from God, mm-hmm. and obviously I don't have any, and so, so in I your feel, head, then he's not blessed you. Mm-hmm. And I've tried in many different fashions, you know, yeah. and so it's it's like, okay, well, if this, if this doesn't work, you, oh, it's terrible. It is terrible. And I hate to say it out loud. But. No, but you shouldn't say it out loud because it'll just thrive in your head. You know, and so you make you make steps and try to make progress, but I still always keep it mm-hmm. minimal, you yeah. know, because I don't think I've ever used the word shame with that, right. obviously. Um, but it is something that I do think I feel shame with. I mean, there's no guilt. Again, right. It can't be guilt that... That yeah. that hasn't happened. So, I mean, we have stuff there. It's, oh, yeah. it's <laughs> Oh, we have a lot of stuff buried and covered. And it could be really painful. Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, We friend. have to let it go. Have to let it go. Because that's not helping you. No. To think that way. Sometimes it cycles more. And then I look around and I'm like. I'm not good enough, so I'm going to lay here and continue to binge watch this season because that's the best option right now. 
And it's oh, not. And it's I not, know no. it. And so this week, and this is not even necessarily applying to that. It's just from other things in life, too. I'm like, okay, every day this week, I need to do something, one small thing for mm-hmm. myself, yes. one small thing for my home. Because when I feel like a mess inside, mm-hmm. I let things get a mess. Yeah. And I'm not like living in a dumpster. Yeah. But, but yeah. I'm not putting stuff away. Yeah. And so it just piles up. Yeah. And then I feel more, I think, I think it brings me comfort and I hate mm. it because. All the wrong things want, bring us comfort. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But it just like, I think it, it then cycles and be like, see, you're not good mm. enough because. Oh yeah. It's just you, confirming. You can't look at that stack of mail. It is mostly recycled. Yeah. It's like 99% recycled, but yeah. you're too lazy to go Move it. Yeah. You're not worth it. And then it just continues. Mm-hmm. And so because you think that, well, I'm just going to leave it there because that's the truth. And Right. Look but at I, all those clean clothes. Yeah, it just cycles. I like what you said, though, because it offers hope where you said you're taking one small step mm-hmm. where you're not coming up here with the false belief that you're going to get rid of this mm-hmm. in a day. Right. Or you're going to get rid of this wrong way of thinking in a day, but you're taking a little step. Mm-hmm. Just a little step forward. You recognize it. Mm-hmm. You're like, I- I'm going to do one, one thing. You can do one thing mm-hmm. out there, whatever it is, to make yourself feel better. Even if you're just thinking incorrectly about something. Right. I was thinking incorrectly about something today. And I was like, I texted my husband who desperately needed to be working. Right. I was like, hey, listen, I need you to help me think differently about this. Right. Because I'm having all of these terrible thoughts and I need mm-hmm. you to help me. Mm-hmm. One, do something. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. Okay, we're going to keep moving because sadly, these aren't the only ways it hurts us. Yay, let's yeah, hear know, some more. Right? Shame <laughs> takes away a growth mindset because we're too afraid to evaluate or confront our flaws and weaknesses because I can't handle one more bad thing about me being true. Mm-hmm. I believe that very much. So yeah, I, 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 I don't want to try to grow or change or be mm-hmm. a better person because what if I fail in that too? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I do one more thing wrong? Yeah. We talked about that. Like, that keeps us back from, like, trying something new. I think mm-hmm. shame is a big component of not wanting to try something new. Yeah. Because I can't be bad at that. That was the reason little child Becky quit swimming lessons and quit ballet and everything. When I realized I wasn't going to be the best kid in the class, I would quit. I was. I definitely have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's rough. And what's hard with situations like that, I think that we actually do that the grownups, taking on challenges, mm. um, you know, leading something doesn't have to be, and I don't even mean like at work, leading a group yeah. or um, my sister teaches uh, how to decorate cookie classes, oh, cute. you know, yeah. just stuff like that. But like that does take some bravery because you know what? Mm-hmm. Like you get on the internet and you see these like gorgeous, amazing, and you know things. you're going to be the Pinterest fail, <laughs> like with the the <laughs> right. creepy sad hedgehog cakes. Like that's going to yeah. be me. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Yeah. Is that you know you still have to take the chance. We're not. Mm-hmm. You walk into something that you've never done before. Guess what? Yeah, you're going to be at the bottom rung. Yeah. And I've avoided art my entire life mm. because of that. Yeah. Fair. We don't want to be the worst in the room. Mm-mm. And we approach everything with that mindset of, so I have to fly the first time. Yeah. Why do we think that? Yeah. It's messed up. We're comparing ourselves like to someone else on the journey who's 
14,000 steps further into the journey. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. It's like me picking up a basketball expecting to be LeBron James. It's not going to happen ever. Shame corrodes the part of us that believes we're capable of change. How dare you shame? I know. You need, I it's don't even like big you. things. It's like, well, I hear what you you guys are saying, but I can't. I can't change. Yeah, I'm a bad person. You're not a bad. You're person. not a bad person. Okay, and it gets <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse? Yeah. Wait, what? But then we're gonna get to healing. Okay, we're okay. gonna get to application and healing. I but, promise. Right. We're gonna end with like. I told it's you. It's a killer closer today. I okay. Got, I've got this, the good closer. Okay. <clears throat> okay, there's a larger impact of shame. Let me just okay. pull it together for a second. I know. Okay. What we do with shame on an individual level mm-hmm. has potentially geometric consequences for any of the social systems we occupy, be that our family, our place of employment, our church, or our larger community. Because shame is the primary means that prevents us from using the gifts we have been given. Yeah. And then everybody misses out. Because, listen, we are a part of the body. A key yeah. part of Christian faith is that it's the body of Christ, and everybody is meant to play their role. Mm-hmm. And if you suddenly decide, well, I'm not good enough to be the lungs, well, then everybody can't breathe. Right. Because you're not doing your job. Everybody suffers. And we can all understand that, that we all have different skill sets. Yeah. And that we're created that way for a reason. Yeah. We'd be awfully boring if we all did the exact same thing. Exactly. So. And the world needs you. Yeah. And what you have to offer. So don't let shame hold you back. Don't let shame hold you back. Shame directly influences your ability to be creative mm-hmm. because creativity requires mad vulnerability. Yeah. Look at us crying on this podcast all the time, right? telling them hard things. And shame eats vulnerability for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Or shame will deny that vulnerability even exists. You definitely done that before. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. I don't feel that. I feel that because I've shoved that so far down. I know. I don't know what We're exists. We're like bottomless pits. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take an excavator. You watch the movie Smallfoot? No. Oh, it's so it's a good movie. But on there, it's like if they question anything, because mm. they're abominable snowmen. Right. Right? So the Yeti's up here, and if you question anything, nope, you just shove it down. Oh, and they have a so cute true. they have a cute song about it and everything. Oh, see? Culture makes bad stuff cute. <laughs> well, it changes. Oh, like, I mean, okay, I mean they, 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 they work to get, okay, that's good. get the message, but... But I'm just like... I'm really good at making it cute. <laughs> Cover it up. Well, if you don't finish... Conceal. Don't feel. Don't let it show. We're so good at being Elsa. Yeah. 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 We are good. We are really good. I mean, that's what shame it. I mean, mm-hmm. shame and Elsa, hand in hand. Yeah. Another uh, key part of Christian discipleship is telling our story. Mm-hmm. And telling our story is a huge part of... Community building, yeah, right? But if you're living in shame, you're not going to tell your story. Because uh-uh. all of us have pretty big chapters of our story, probably. We don't want anybody to read. Yeah. But you don't know. Like, you telling that chapter could be exactly what somebody needs to hear. You admitting that out loud today uh-huh. might be exactly what somebody standing in their kitchen needs to hear. Uh-huh. And they're going to start crying and go, oh, my gosh. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize I've been holding this in. Yeah. 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 We have to tell our story. It's not easy. No. If you're faced It's face, not easy at all. <laughs> it's harder sometimes. Yeah. For real. But you have to. I think that you do. and I. But I think, unfortunately, we've been in situations where they've made it. They, that, that was totally. Right. You haven't felt safe or something has. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it's oh, not, I get it. it's not standing from the rooftop and yeah. speaking and your, screaming your, dirty deep, laundry. Yeah. <laughs> your deep emotional feelings to yeah. everybody. No. There's a time and a place yeah. for things. And I think that, that they come up yeah. more often mm-hmm. than, than you realize. Mm-hmm. And you know? sometimes you'll feel the little prompting. If you're sitting with a group of close friends and one of them says something and it's been in your past too, uh-huh. and you're like, do it. Yeah. So they don't feel alone. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. And this is the first part of application and healing. Okay. Um, first of all, I want to look up the name of the book. It is so good and I really recommend it. It is called The Soul of Shame by Kurt Thompson. Totally go read it. Um, but he said, being loved in community brings shame to its knees. Mm-hmm. And just this notion of being in confessional community where you're free to tell your story and you know you're going to be loved unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And again, like you just said, that doesn't mean everybody. Right. But it means finding somebody, finding a few people. I, and I think if you think about it, we all have those people. Yeah. We have those people. We know we can absolutely tell them anything. Yeah. And they're going to love you regardless. Yeah. Yeah, that aren't going to judge you or think anything differently. We we might tell ourselves they're going to. Mm, mm. But that just keeps us in So I think under. this is where people often struggle and resist healing because healing shame, like I said, requires vulnerability. Uh-huh. And that's why my own personal definition that I didn't say at the top of the show is the opposite of vulnerability. I think shame is the opposite of vulnerability. Yeah. Where we long for connection, but we're terrified of rejection. Mm-hmm. Where we stay in hiding, we don't reach out. Because shame says they might reject you. Shame says they're going to leave. Uh-huh. Vulnerability says, but it's worth trying. Uh-huh. They, they might leave, yeah. but it's worth trying. And now I'm wondering if you can ever truly experience love if you're all wrapped up in shame. Because shame says you can't be seen or known. And if you want a deeper connection with God or anybody, vulnerability is the only way. And letting yourself be seen and known. That's tough. Yeah. Like, don't I want love, uh-huh. not just from my husband, but no, from my I, friends and uh-huh. my church community, my, my homeschool community. Like, uh-huh. I want that, yeah. But to have it, they have to know who Becky is, yeah. The real me, it's a risk, not the me I, I think they want me to be, and that's where we get I get tripped up a lot, yeah. like actual me. Because if you think about it, we don't want, and we've all experienced this, we don't want people to decide what we want. They're like, oh, well, well, I thought that that was, you know, that was who you wanted me to be. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm not here, like, spending my time creating a story of who you should be because guess what? You are a person. You have a personality. You have free will. Yes. This is not, I do not, I have zero choice yes. in who you are. Ah, zero. I'm not the one who made you. No. 
I remember uh, hearing one time somebody, you know, talking about, oh, they were so excited to have a, a baby. Mm. They could help mold their personality. They come pre-programmed. <laughs> if you if True you've that. ever been around children, like yeah. you're not you're not creating their yeah. personality. They have one. Oh, it's true. I mean, like, I mean, all four of my kids are radically different human beings. Same yeah. parents. Yeah. Same parenting, same household. So why, if we think somebody who we actually have nurtured from birth mm-hmm. and can't change, yeah. that we can, you know, that yeah. all of a sudden we're going to be like, oh, well, I only like this. So you should be that. That's silly. Mm-hmm. And that's, or, I, that's coming later. Fitting in versus belonging. Okay. Because that's. That's a whole thing. Yeah. And I think that's shame too. Shame says fit in. Uh-huh. Be yourself. Change to please others. that's what people want. No, they want you. Mm-hmm. Your brand. They want authentic. Okay. I'm going to get to the good stuff. Okay. Well, this hearts too. Like the other things in the series, like every single topic we've covered in the spring cleaning series, you have to feel it to heal it. Uh-huh. So you have to sit with your shame, get curious about it, figure out where it's coming from. Uh-huh. Seriously, think about your triggers. Yeah. Like what is triggering me and why? Um. And this is one of those issues. This is one of those topics where I'm sorry, I can't hide my, <laughs> I can't keep my faith out of this one. Um, I don't know that there's healing from this apart, apart from God for me. But this is one of those issues where knowing the true nature of God helps because knowing and being known by God is to know that he doesn't leave uh-huh. and he doesn't need me to be perfect. He doesn't need me to be right mm-hmm. because life with God is not about being right, but about being loved. And that's where I can get rid of shame because yeah. he will never leave me. He loves me for who I am. He made me who I am. Uh-huh. I don't have to be perfect. He knows I'm not. And he sees me through the eyes of his son anyway. Yeah. And as always, when I can look to Jesus for what to do, I'm gonna. Hebrews 12, 2 says, this is, this, is the, this is the big kicker today. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. And I thought about that. Jesus on the cross scorned the shame of the cross Uh and shame in that moment. I dug into this and this is so powerful for me. Shame was stripping away every earthly support that Jesus had Uh as he was on the cross. His friends Uh literally all abandoned him. Uh One, one of the 12 was there from a distance. Uh Everybody else abandoned him. His reputation was Uh taken away Uh as they mocked him. Uh His decency was taken away as he was stripped naked. Mm -hmm. His comfort was taken away as he was tortured. Mm -hmm. His dignity gave way to the undignified. He had to groan and and have pain in front of other people. Uh And yet in that moment, he despised the shame. And what does that mean? It means Jesus spoke to the shame like this. Listen to me, shame. Do you see that joy in front of me? Compared to that, you're less than nothing. You're not worth comparing to that. I despise you. You think you have power? Compared to the joy set before me, you have none. Joy is my power. Not you, shame. You're worthless. You are powerless. You think you can distract me? I'm not even going to look at you. I have a joy set before me. Why would I look at you? And if he can do that amidst all of that stuff, I can sure learn to put shame aside when, you know, someone I'm, whose approval I'm wanting doesn't like my picture on Facebook. Yeah. You know, when I think about the small little things that trigger this response in me, uh-huh. they're petty. They are. 
Mm-hmm. We can do this. Yes, we can. We can do this. And I know this one is hard and I know this one is brutal. But we have to stop hiding. It's part of it's part of what this podcast is. Yeah. It's been a tough spring of cleaning series because these are things that we don't want to confront. You don't even, but you don't even always think about it. You're like, okay, yeah, of course, I've, I've, you know, felt shame uh, about this or that. But yeah. to like, you know, you give us the topics ahead of time, and so then I like think about them, and yeah. then I, I don't read the definitions because I know yeah. you're gonna give me the definition. But it's been, it's uh-huh. been tough. Yeah. To just like, I didn't think I struggled with hardly any of these things when I made the list. <laughs> um, I struggle with all. Of them. Yeah. It's it's hard we can do it yes we can think of the joy set before you you are worthy yes you are regardless one step at a time Full stop yes small things focus forward small thing be seen be known we need you yeah we need you thank you for being here thank you for for struggling through this one with us we love you see you next week bye-bye you've been listening to the girl in a hill podcast Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.